Good morning. I am Cindy Vanna. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the Word Studios, 99.3 and 98.5, information with inspiration, reminding you that we are streaming live at klgo.net. You'll also be able to pick up this program on our website at lovetop.net. Network.com. In the studio with me this morning, of course, is founder, creator, first lady of love, Miss Evelyn Davison. Good morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Miss Cindy, and it is a good morning. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I, you know, I got up this morning. Now, I was dragging a little bit, but I was like beating a path to get coffee. I'll tell you <laughs> what, if I didn't get some coffee, I thought I was just going to just, just cry and crumble. But uh, the runners were everywhere. So this mm-hmm. morning, it happens to be a crisp, about 46, uh-huh. 45 degrees. And I thought, this must be uh, something I wouldn't know anything about, but this must be perfect running weather. Uh-huh. So it is a beautiful day in the neighborhood because people were out and about early this morning. Well, it is exciting, Cindy, that, you know, we have say, we say so often, we feel, we're Esther girls. We feel like we were born for such a time as this. and. There's never a week goes by that God doesn't teach us something new, something refreshing, that he does not uh, work in another area of our life or our mind or our soul and transform us more into the person that he's designed us to be. And this has been a week of doing that, and lots of exciting things are going on. Of course, if we look at all the billboards right now or the TV, there are only two topics on the top of the chart. One of them's football, the other one's politics. <laughs> and football seems to be um, taking on a little bit stronger uh, lead at this particular time. And uh, uh, one of the the key uh, witnesses, I guess we'd say today, uh, in the last few weeks in regard to football and TV has been our friend uh, Tebow. Mm-hmm. Yes. What's, what's Tebow's message? Well, it's it's really simple. It's John three sixteen. And this guy has taken an incredible amount of flack. Mm-hmm. Now he also has a huge following as a result of this on mm-hmm. Twitter, Facebook, and sure. and all of that. But you know, uh, this thing of. Uh, Oh, you know, we, we've gone through this huge uh, dialogue in this nation about separation between mm-hmm. church and state. Well, apparently we need to separate uh, church and and sports as well because, you know, of course his franchise thinks he needs to leave all that before he goes on the field. And his point of view is how can I, how can I leave it? I've, I've got to take it onto the field with me with me. And that's what the Christian life is. That's what a Jesus follower is. We can say we're a Christian and we can just put a banner across our forehead or on our chest or we can wear a t-shirt with a message on it. Uh, And people see that and it doesn't mean anything to them, Cindy. Generally speaking, it has no meaning because they don't know why we do this. They don't know why that's important to us. And so the The thing that is so exciting about the time in which we live right now is the fact that we are beginning to be a billboard. You know, for the world to look at us and see, because there are so many issues that are on the forefront today in the media, in every direction, and people are looking for answers to the issues of life. I thought about that this week, even myself, as I was, you know, I'm a, you and I are, are, are different 
personalities, and we've talked about that. We've talked about the curiosity of God and how he <laughs> has coupled us together these many years with us being so different. Because lots of times I just am thinking about things. And I was thinking about how, uh, just through the advertisements on TV, how many people there are in the world right now. You know, there are more people in the world right this minute than there have ever Never been in the times, if you combine all the people who had been lived on earth up until this time, it still would not be equal to the numbers of people that are living on earth right now. And then I was coupling that with this instant messaging, you know, this idea idea that we can be, there are no boundaries between who it is that we can communicate with. There, you know, news travels at, at light speed, literally. And so I thought, Lord, you are up to something great. And that is that excitement that we have about living in the presence of the perfect one. Now, people may be incredibly disillusioned. As as we watch the debates coming into this Mm -hmm. next election period, I mean, people have strong, strong opinions. You can see that the next generation is drawn to a Ron Paul-type person, not just because Ron Paul is an ideologue, but because he's willing to be a thinker outside of the box Mm -hmm. and he's willing to stand up for what he says, then you see kind of that complacency and cynicism of the guys who are talking ideology Mm -hmm. where people recognize, does what you say you believe in, Mm-hmm. Is that really what your life represents? And boy, is that a picture Ooh. of where we are overall as Christians. We're like the bowling ball going down and hitting pins. Every time you look up, another one falls. That's right. And when people, one of the questions that uh, the world has about Christians is you, you say this is who Christ is. You say this is what Christ believes. But when I look at you, how is it that I know that that's more than an ideology? And so as we embark on this new series, The Perfect One, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about. We're going to kind of talk out of both sides of our mouth. Mm -hmm. Now, not in a deceptive, deceiving way, but on the one side, talking clearly about Christ and who he is because he is the perfect one. Absolutely. And what it is that he says in Scripture to you and I because why is it that there are dozens and dozens of references in the in the word of God that says be ye perfect mm-hmm. be ye perfect therefore as your father is perfect in heaven talking about being perfect and then how we translate in our mind about perfectionism and the pitfalls to perfectionism Versus the truth of God's word. So we're going to be bringing that paradigm and we're going to be examining that both closely and doing what the Bible always does, which is usually to turn our thinking, what? Right side up, upside down. Mm -hmm. One of the things I think we do so little of in this nation, Cindy, is really, you know, we do a lot of praising. You know, we do a lot of music, a lot of praise, especially with our young people. Because that is the thing that connects them uh, better uh, or more securely, maybe, 
uh, to their uh, worship experience where we don't spend enough time listening to what God has to say and thinking about what it is that he means by what he says. And when he, you know, when Jesus said, he gave us a command. He said, you have to be perfect like my father is perfect. And yet he said, perfect, I'm sorry, you live in an imperfect world. You live in an imperfect body. And my body tells me every day, Evelyn, I am imperfect. (laughs) We have an imperfect mind, an imperfect soul. Our soul is made up of three things, Cindy, mind, will, and emotions. Mind, will, and emotions. And the scriptures tell us very specifically that the, the secret of the Christian life, living it, the way that Jesus calls us to live it in his perfection is by the spirit of the living God. And it, we have a perfect Savior. We have a perfect spirit. But that spirit comes for one thing into our life. Two, two things, basically, is to empower us and to motivate us. And the script, uh, Romans 12 tells us that. It said, the first thing you have to do if you want to be like Christ, and that's what this whole purpose or this series is. It's not that we'd stand up and have a big perfect written on our forehead or our back, but that we might be like Christ. It says, uh, present yourself. That's the first thing. Present yourself. Uh, present your body. Present all of you to the Lord Jesus that you may be a workman, that you may live out in a way that the world can look at you and see what, not how great Evelyn is or how great Cindy is, but how great, how perfect Jesus Christ is. Because that's the plan. The plan is for perfection. And it's going to take us weeks and weeks to develop this as we move into this series that we're into in this year of 2012 with lots of exciting things going on. We've got a lot of things coming up this month, Cindy. We just need to nail on the wall today as a message. Well, we're going to be going up to Fort Hood mm-hmm. to work with mm-hmm. Fort Hood, or you will be. And I'm going to be listening and praying. Uh, got a picture of that. I thought you were going with me. I am. <laughs> well, you and I'll be doing the same thing. My eyes got real big. When Evelyn starts changing the agenda, my eyes get real big. Well, now, you're, we, you're in charge, and we, I'm going to support well, you, you know, and we pray. Well, you know, we have these fabulous guys who have a passion for uh, praying for the military. Mm-hmm. And, of course, our military families desperately it, it it's it's uh we we need we need a a, a strong move of god mm-hmm. in our military families our our military men and women you know are faced exhaustion and their families are on a cusp of crisis you know as a result of the the long long rotations that have taken place and and repeat rotations and so these men have a vision for prayer summits uh, around the state and around the nation for our military, and so we'll be going up there and participating with them and and uh, listening to to what that vision is. We'll also be gathering you and I some of the leadership uh, for National Day of Prayer in Texas at the Capitol on February 17th and 18th, mm-hmm. and we'll have some phenomenal. Uh, this is a this is going to be a great little uh, fast-paced mini conference. Mm-hmm. It's you know half day on Friday the 17th, half day Saturday, and John Bornsheen, who is the vice president of National Day of Prayer, will be 
coming in as well as we'll have Steve Hawthorne and Vicki Porterfield. You and I'll be there, Kathy Endebrock. And we'll have we'll have uh, Sarah Lowe will also be here, the national area leader for National Day of Prayer. And, and we're gonna really talk about what spiritual leadership is. It is on leadership. It's that's developing right. a le- you know leadership people can And I know call. you're ramping up for both the billboards and for Nick mm-hmm. Vichisic. Mm-hmm. And what's going to be going on there? Well, of course, before that, Cindy, in, in the, in last uh, Saturday in um, in January, we have Right to Life Rally mm-hmm. at the Capitol, and you and I will be down there helping the yep. folks here at KLGO mm-hmm. and our friend Carol Everett, uh, mm-hmm. whom we had on with us a couple of weeks ago, yep. uh, will be one of the keynote speakers. Awesome. And that is an important thing for us because we believe so strongly in life. Well, I'll tell you, we need to get down there and so does every. Every single Texan, because we have had a tremendous blessing Ooh, from God. Even We're this week. Leadi- leading the nation right now on new legislation with regard to right to life with this sonogram bill. And now, you know, the courts have upheld the uh, the legislation yes. as being uh, legal and and rightful and so the sonogram bill will be uh, I mean in full force as a matter of fact I happened to catch uh, uh, Rachel Maddow on MSNBC last night and I mean they are pitching a total fit in this nation, yes, yes. about yes. the radical legislation mm-hmm. of for, of you know, of um, getting between a woman and her doctor. This was the privacy piece. This mm-hmm. is how Roe v. Wade got passed to begin with. And unnecessary medical intervention by insisting and mandating that a woman uh, have a sonogram. Evelyn, it is time for us to take our break. We're going to come back, and we're going we're gonna to really start to look at perfection from a biblical perspective, and we're going to do that by talking about, like father, like son, the perfect one. This is Love Talk on the Word. Good morning. My name is Cindy Vaughn. I'm love talking in the beautiful blast KLGO, the word studios, 99.3 and 98.5. Information with inspiration reminding you we're streaming live at klgo.net and also that you can pick up the audio portion of this program at lovetalknetwork.com and our most recent blogs as Evelyn and I are in this uh, introducing and laying the groundwork for this new series called The perfect one. And what we're really doing at this particular moment, Evelyn, is we're going to, we're going back to the foundations of the earth mm-hmm. and really looking at God's perfection. Because if you start out in a conversation like this and move quickly into application, in other words, how do we apply 
perf- God's perfect plan or how do we apply God's perfection or how do we interpret the commands of the New Testament where it says, be ye perfect, and we don't examine these foundations right. of God, then, then we jump too quickly into our own mindset. What we really do when we, when we come back to these foundations is try to establish again and again the most important thing for living. You know, sometimes we, in a, in a relevant world, we think the most important thing for, for living is how does this apply to my life? How is this relevant to me? Well, you know, if you, if you go through that, even as a Christian, there's a real narcissistic stream that runs through that. Because first of all, in every Christian's life, in every follower of Jesus' life, beyond just the rudimentary religious nature of Christianity, is the question, is what is the mindset of God? What is the character of God? Now, not all of that is discovered intellectually, even through study. Most of it is discovered through a journey of joy with God, through an intimate relationship with God, through through discovering his delight and, and discovering his handiwork in our own personal lives. But here we are examining God's perfect plan. Perfection starts with God. Perfection is in God. Of that we must be sure. So we talked about the perfect creator, where he himself says of his handiwork, when he looks down over the earth and he says the sun, the stars, the moon, and he says they're good. And then he looks at the animals and he looks at the, the flowers and he looks at the under the sea and he looks at the firmament and he looks at man and he says, this is very good. It's so good that now it's complete. It's done. I can rest. That is a picture of God's perfect plan. And then when we fast forward, even having looked at the fall where, where, the, where the decisions of man, through God's perfect plan of establishing in, in you and I free will, the ability to decide for ourselves so that we can have a true relationship with God, made in the image of God, that we would have a will like his to determine what is good and what is right. And through that fall, then, many of us believe that God's perfect plan failed. But the truth of the matter is when you go through that creation story and you look at it, and then you fast forward to John 1, 1, mm-hmm. where we see the words of God established, spoken over Jesus Christ that says what, Evelyn? Says, In the beginning was the Word. The and word the Word was, was with God. And everything was God. That was, was God. And everything that was made was made by Him. I remember so vividly the day that I, I read that scripture and God brought to my consciousness what it really meant. In the beginning was the word. He spoke. If you go back and look at Genesis, he spoke everything into being except what? Man. He picked up that what she had already made. It's like the little boy, you know, uh, he had uh, heard the preacher say, you know, we're all made from dust. But that we told this one before, but dust. And so he was playing in his room one day and he was under the bed and he came in the 
to the kitchen screaming, told his mom, he said, come quick, come quick. There's somebody under the bed. And she said, what do you mean somebody under the bed? He said, there's somebody under the bed. said, you know, pastor said that we're all made from dust. said, there's either somebody coming or going. And when we look at our life, Cindy, we have to have the, the intuition and the curiosity of a child. We never get so smart that we think we've got all the pieces together because we think that would make perfection. But that word says, and the day that I read that, and I understood it completely, it said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was Jesus. He was God. Everything that was made by, that was made by Him, there was not anything made that was not made by Jesus. And that He spoke into being all of these things, and He took what He already had in His hand, and made man and made woman. And when we look at that and we receive that from God and we begin to believe that, it sets forth this promised one plan that we talked about coming into um, Christmas. Jesus was the promised one. He is the promised one because he will come again. Then we talked about not only the promised one, but the present one, how the Holy Spirit, according to John, uh, according to Romans 12, comes infused in our body. The body becomes the temple of God's Holy Spirit, different from what Old Covenant was. And so as God looked at Adam and Eve and he said, okay, you know, you, you've messed up here. You're, you've fallen from my protection and my provision to the extent that you're going to have some greater difficulty in life than you would have had if you had followed me. And so what he did is through the old covenant, he laid down the perfect plan. And that perfect plan was for Jesus to come and to pay the price for our sin. Because on the old covenant, all through the Old Testament, as he dealt with the Hebrew children, as he dealt with the kings, as he dealt with the priests and the prophets, his plan was that Jesus would come. Ezekiel told us that. Ezekiel was complaining to God one day and just said, this world is going to hell in a handbasket. And God said, hmm, okay. But Ezekiel, I've got news for you. I have a plan. There's going to come a time when I'm going to take out their cold, stony hearts and put in a brand new heart. And that heart will be a heart for Jesus. And the Holy Spirit will come, not and fall on man, but will indwell man and indwell woman. And so when we look at this plan, we're talking about God's perfect plan. That was not a second-year plan. He is sovereign. He knows the beginning from the end. He is the Alpha and the Omega, Cindy. So he knows. He knows what it takes in your life. And in my life, for me, first of all, to come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus. Secondly, to come to commitment, to commit my life to him. And thirdly, is come to the point that I live my life under his, under the lordship of Jesus Christ. Not just what I want out of life, but what it is that would fulfill his purpose for my life and for your life. And Cindy, that is available to all those that are listening to us today. It is God's perfect plan. He's never changed that. His plan was that he would connect with us, have communion with us, relationship with us. And every day in the garden, he walked and he talked with Adam and Eve. He had a direct relationship with them. He has that with us today as the present one and as the perfect one. And it's so easy 
come to understand that with the ABC, the ABCs of knowing God. Well, Evelyn, it is just what you lined out just a moment ago. It is that we would acknowledge that God is that perfect creator, that his handiwork is perfect, and that his plan for our lives, acknowledging that he has a plan for our life, a purpose, and a promise for our life, so far superior to our own, that we acknowledge that, and we do what? We surrender, and we believe, we no longer doubt that we live in, a, in an imperfect world, and that we can make our lives perfect on our own, but we believe that his perfection overcomes the sin of the world, that it buys us back from the clutches of death, not just one sin, but the sin of every man for all time. And we speak that not just for ourselves, but we speak it believing. And then we do what? We confess that we can't on our own complete the plan of God. We can't on our own complete our own plan. We have to come and acknowledge the imperfections of our lives. We have to come and talk about the ways that we've offended God, forgotten God, uh, stepped on his on His uh, principles and promises that we ourselves have brought darkness where he intended there to be light. And that's called confession of sin. And then in that, we do something really simple. Yes. We take what we've been holding in our hands, and we open it up and we let it go. And we open our hands before the perfect creator, and we say, I am yours. Receive me that my sins would be forgotten, that Christ would live in me, and that what you would see is not me or my sins or my failings, but your son, the perfect one come to reside in me. This has been Love Talk on the Word. Love Talk has been brought to you by the Word 99.3 and 98.5 in Austin as well as Love Talk's partnering sponsors, Ellison Salazer, Casa Mechanical Services, Hill Country Landscape, Ray Gardner Triad Ministries, First Baptist Church Pflugerville, and The Good News Journal.